This week, I'm coming to you with a heavy heart. It has been a tough week. We hope for peace. We hope for unity. We hope for love among ourselves. And we believe we're going to unite going forward. And all these violence and looting will stop. As we kick off the show this week, I want us to remember our forefathers. I want us to remember the leaders we had as a country. I want us to remember the struggle we had. I want us to remember the promise we made to the new South Africa. And as, as we do that, I want us to welcome Zwakembuli and Zahara.
What a tribute to the great Nelson Mandela. I believe is now looking down on us and is disappointed that the very unity that he fought for doesn't seem to be there. The very rainbow nation that he fought for seems divided. The developments that he built together with other leaders seems dissipating. And I feel we owe it to him and the other leaders who worked with him to go back and do the right thing and unite. With that said, let's get down to business. This week, we're asking a question what is a scope creep in project management? 
and how to avoid or prevent a scope creep. Let's sit down and listen and learn a thing or two from this subject. Before we answer the question, what is scope creep? I want us to look back at the two documents that normally contain scope. One of them is what we refer to as statement of work. These get signed by two parties who are involved in a project. At one sign, it means the scope will be implemented as contained in this document. The second document is what we call business case. At one sign by the project sponsor, it means the scope will be carried out as contained in the business case. Now, what is a scope creep? A scope creep is uncontrolled change or changes to the scope due to interferences from stakeholders or due to misunderstandings from the project manager. That, that's what um, scope creep is. And this comes onto the scope as provided or as approved by either the two parties in a statement of work or by the project sponsor in the business case. So this is an addition to those two sets of scope. Now, what is the implication of this? The implication is that if scope creep happens, there are various things that will affect the project, which might even lead to a project failure. One of it is that it will increase the budget. The second will be it could even increase timeline. Instead of finishing in six months, you could end up finishing in a year or two. It might as well constrain the human resources in the project because instead of them doing a particular task, they might end up with multiple tasks which they were not planned for in line with the number of resources you have there. But what is even key is that if scope creep happens at the time of implementation, meaning during construction or during, during setup of that product that you're delivering, it could affect or it could, it could lead to non-compliance to various legislation in that country. For an example, if you are building a power station and you have a scope that talks to a number of boilers, um, you know, in that power station, and at a later stage during construction, you hear that we are increasing those boilers by five. And the approvals, mostly environmental, were only looking in term a relevant capacity and relevant uh, boiler setup. And that is changing. That could mean the project is no longer as approved 
and that constitutes a non-compliance. So there are various implications, and that is why this have to be prevented or managed. How do you prevent scope creep? There are various ways to do that. The first way, or the first one, is to define your scope with precision. What do I mean by that? Let's imagine a circle, like a normal circle, like an egg. Inside it, with what forms that scope. So meaning, you document all that that is going to form part of that scope fully with precision. And you characterize or you mark that boundary of that cycle. But because somebody is going to come and say, could you just add this? Could you, could you just? Mostly your stakeholders, preferably your sponsor and others. You also then have to define fully and again with precision what is outside the scope. The reason for that is as you present to your stakeholders, you beforehand tell them what is outside the scope so that it prevents the thinking towards those lines. In that way, you could prevent a scope creep. Another way of preventing scope creep is what I call getting it right first time. This means being good at requirements gathering and negotiating with stakeholders. What I'm trying to say is when you're going to talk to your end user, checking what they require and how this project is going to assist them in the end, get that info first right, document it in a manner that it has been explained by that person, but also because you'll be dealing with different stakeholders, try to balance those requirements across the team, see what we can compromise, see what you can, you know, represent, but in the end, try to negotiate for what works for the project with those stockholders. If you can get that right and document your scope better, I doubt that there'll be a scope creep. And the best way or the best tool to use in doing that is what we call Moscow. This is the tool for the must, should, could, would kind of scenario. And if you use that tool, surely you negotiate and reach a compromise with your stakeholders and eventually such will prevent scope creep. You must remember that the main objective is not for you to prevent scope creep. 
but is to manage the change in the project. The reason being, the world is so dynamic. There are a lot of changes happening every day. The um, legislation could change as well. Stakeholders could change their mind in terms of uh, their requirements. So that, therefore, could mean there could be changes in your project. So saying no to scope creep could be foolish. But there are various ways to manage or control a change. And the first way is to introduce what we call change control process through what we call change request process. Here you have probably what we call a change, change request form where if somebody sees or thinks there should be a change in your project or in your scope, then you will fill that form and then send it to the relevant office. The relevant office will then acknowledge that and then the project committee could see to look into that change and see if that change would have implication to the project, either financial or otherwise, and then, of course, decide whether to approve that change or not. That could manage that change better. But it should also be noted that there are projects that inherently are just uncertain. And then for that reason, you might, you know, fix a plane as you fly. And that is where you adopt what we call an agile approach in project. So that opens up for many changes, but you then manage them as you go because probably the problem was not fully defined and therefore the solution can be easily be achieved. So in that way, in that way you then fix as you go, you make changes as you go, but you manage that through control, change control process. Until next week, keep listening to the show. Subscribe. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Bye.